Hello and welcome to Sad Carpenter Quiz, the show where I join up with my friends in carpentry and talk about the construction of hearses. With me today, as always, is... Hi, it's me, Ty, your Sad Carpenter. And my name is Gropt. Hey, Gropt. I'm oh. looking forward to playing the game today, I guess. Me too, Ty. Tell me, how many hearses did you build today? <sighs> Seven, and by the end of the day, we were three short. What a bummer. Always is. Thanks for joining us today on Sad Carpenter Quiz. Again, my name is Gromt. And I was Ty. Hey, right, Gromt, uh, I'm going to need you to get out of the get out of the fucking studio. I've got it. Got somebody coming in. Whoa, whoa, got somebody whoa, whoa, coming whoa, whoa, in. Whoa, whoa, get whoa. It. Go, go, go. Hey, Mason. Hey. That guy hey. sounded exactly like me, but like slightly more annoying. I don't think that's possible. Who was? I'm 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 used to like people showing up on your side of the screen. I'm. Does this happen to all your guests? Do people just eventually? Start, oh, good. Given enough time, eventually. I, you're I, you're starting to be infected. If it wasn't, if it was Grumples, I wouldn't be unhappy. Hmm. Yes, you would. Because honestly, I like that guy. <sighs> you say that. You say that now. Um. Hey. So, uh, how how you feeling about uh how you feeling about playing some D and D today? I'm super into it, and I realized, Ty, that the last time we recorded together was almost a month ago. Two days from now would be a month. I feel like that is that is just a, a refrain on this fucking show. Just hey, when was the last time we met? Like a month ago. Do you remember what happened? I don't. I um, do. It's like fresh in my brain. I've been cooking on it. I've been. Th I literally have not stopped thinking about this. It also doesn't help that I've just been binging side character quests uh, on my commutes. But rad. Uh, give give the listeners a quick little recap. Okay. Last time on side character quest. Oh, last time. Yep. Last time on side character quest. Talbotin, Blue, and their new friend. Well, actually, where it started. Huh? Talbotin and Blue each took a different track in investigating the town of Flughaven. After discovering most of the denizens of Flughaven had been turned into beef jerky-esque husks, some of them <laughs> attacked us. We got scared. Blue decided to check out the area where we entered, and I decided to check out, I being Talbotin, the main street, where I discovered a ring of trees surrounding a bigger tree. My running suspicion is that is the daddy tree, and the other trees are the family tree. <laughs> Nobody in town was ambulant. Everyone was dead. They all seemed to be dried out. There was evidence of bug attacks. I broke into Goblin Godfrey's Goblin Oddities, and I looked around. The Sending Stone had been stolen. Goblin Godfrey was nowhere to be found. At the end of the scene, Ty told us that Goblin Godfrey was cooked and fried and stuck to the door outside. After this, we met back up at the bridge, the pre-appointed meeting space for Talbotin and Blue, and Blue had brought along a present, a bound and gagged dragonborn named George something French. Gilderanche. Gilderanche. George Gilderanche. We promptly unshackled George, suppressed his emotions using magic, and talked to him, just like you do when you're... It's like a house party, but abstracted <laughs> this is, out. It's how you meet somebody. It's how you suppress their emotions. With magic. Or Doritos. Magic. That's, what, that's what party platters are for. We talked to George Gilderanch and discovered that he was a big fan of Talbotin's work, specifically one of his books. After that, the, the bunch were fast friends, <laughs> except with some slight complications because they didn't know each other. George's traveling partner had tried to kill George. Uh, after ascertaining that they were there to get the Sending Stone, Talbotin generously offered to let them take it to the Salton Sea, which is a bit of a big thing to offer, especially considering we didn't know what the actual plan was with it. So we set off in the direction that was indicated by a map that I swiped from Goblin Godfrey's Goblin Oddities, and we came upon a big sort of fortress in the woods, another giant tree. This one, perhaps 
the mama tree or the other data tree. And that is where we last left off. Uh, beautiful. I love it. Uh, yeah, so we can just uh, pick up straight right there. Um, was that too much? No, that was perfect. I love it. I was watching the clock and it was like probably like two minutes. Oh, cool. I'm glad yeah. that you are watching the clock. That makes me feel great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did All I miss right. anything important? Uh, no, I think you, I think you hit everything. Just out of curiosity, I, I know you had mentioned, uh, so this, this location, Flughaven, comes up in Silas's arc. Just out of curiosity, have you listened to that recently? I know you had mentioned that you were going to. No, see, the problem is, I, I had last left off in Alton's arc, and I continued through the end of Alton's arc, and just carried that momentum forward, and now I'm in the middle of Leslie's arc, and I, now I can't stop that one, so, I uh, kind of... <laughs> Um, t- it, not an Ouroboros, but the opposite, where it's just a snake <laughs> going gotcha. forward. <laughs> what a dumb, complicated way to say that. Ouroboros, but, but opposite. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a griffin, except that you have an eagle and a lion separate, and they're right. not connected in any way. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like oh. a it's like a centaur, but it's but it's just a dude on a horse. It's like a menage a trois, except the three people just know each other, <laughs> and we're just at a Danny's and we're just ordering, <laughs> and everyone's closed. Oh God. Okay. Um, if anything, if this arc doesn't have compelling storytelling, at least I feel like I've laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, accurate. All right. Not on you. That would be on me for derailing. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'm constantly terrified that I'm not making a coherent story. Um, oh no, you are. Uh, the oh, more, the further along I get, the more I start to piece it together. It's very fun. I'm glad. I'm glad because, oh boy, I was worried that no one was going to pick up on anything. <laughs> uh, okay, let's let's do this shit. Fade out. Oh, I want to push the button. Okay, do it. Fade out. Fade out. Fade out. Feel that? Under the shade of the trees, it wasn't so bad, but as you approach the overgrown ruins, the heat and humidity is getting oppressive. Blue has... That was about to sound sexual. Blue (laughs) has taken off his leathers, and you can see... (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) And we've found room to make out again. (laughs) God damn it. Blue has taken off of his leather jacket, and you can see his shirt sticking to his back. Why did you write this? What the fuck, dude? (laughs) This This didn't sound sexual when I was writing it. This isn't what I signed up Uh, for. Okay. Oh. Is this what it's like to be shipped, like, in real time? (laughs) I swear to God. I swear to God, no. Good um, Lord. <laughs> blew it. <laughs> Can you just like, it's, it's like 34 okay. degrees in the room I'm in right now and yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Blue has taken off his jacket and you can see he's just covered in sweat and it's it's rough. George, on the other hand, Georges, on the other hand, is unperturbed. I had, I had to change my tone. I had to make it less uh, sul- uh, sultry. 
Um, you can go back to that now, though. Walking the thin ridge between the small market. <laughs> I don't know that I can. Uh, I, uh, I was liking the delivery until... Yeah, yeah it's kind of... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I want you to know, okay, um, I did do an initial pass at this and realized that it sounded too sexual, and so I went back and rewrote it. Good lord, I'm scared <laughs> yeah. of whatever you wrote first. I swear, okay. Walking the thin ridge between the small marshy ponds, you approach the ruins from the south side. Roll me a perception check. Oh, You're gonna get something as long as this is not a crit fail, basically. Well, it's not great, but it's an eight plus three, eight, nine, 10, 11. Sweet. The ruins are large and obviously very old. The building is vaguely hexagonal, and the walls are gray brick and tabby concrete. The roots and vines of the massive tree that's sprouting from the top don't seem to have done much structural damage, or at least it's, it's not going to fall over anytime soon. There's no obvious doors or windows on this side of the building other than small slits letting in light maybe 10 feet up the walls. With a 10, uh, with a 10 or higher, um, the walls are taller than a single-story building would normally be, but they aren't quite tall enough to imply that there's a second floor on this in this building. You can hear some slight movement on the other side. Okay. Blue. George. What? George. Uh, yes? How are you... How are you like five? I, I am a dragonborn. I, I breathe fire. You think a little bit of... Uh, Sunlight is going to make me wilt like a little flower, little daffodil. We don't need to rub it in. I just, I look at Blue. He's glistening, and you're hot on the inside. I would have assumed it would have been I'm a I'm always glistening. Shut up, Blue. All right. Okay, glistening and not glistening aside, what, what's our game plan? I mean, I don't hear anything. I don't... Th I don't hear anything. Well, uh... You two here are the experts, right? So go ahead, uh, get me my stone, I suppose. You seem a bit, no. um... Yeah, you, you're picking I, up... I'm picking up... I, I think I'm picking up on the same... Uh, George, do, uh... Do we need to have a talk, George? Well, uh, no. Uh, you said that you would get this stone for me, so... That's what we're doing, right? Uh, well, no, that's not exactly the, um impression that I think we meant to give off. I think the impression was we would sort of work as a team to solve this strange situation, and in exchange for that, you get what you came here for, which is presumably possession of the Sending Stone. And now you're acting as though we're your employees? I don't think so, bud. Uh, What's well your... What is... Inside check, please. Yes. I'm gonna roll this die from the original D&D set that my friend Greg gave me. <laughs> They're always rolling terrible. That's a two plus five, seven. Ah, uh, he seems real haughty. Oh, no, it is the heat. He seems haughty. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm. All right, uh, go ahead. What is it that your you two experts are planning to do here? What's with the sarcasm? I ne we never pretended to be hey, experts. There's no, uh, there's no sarcasm here. You it sounded a lot like sarcasm to me, sir. Um... Hey, if we're all working here together right now, like, we just want to make sure that this thing is safe and secured, and you want to make sure you leave here with a sending stone, so... George, is something wrong? Is it, is it the heat? Just, just be honest with us. Is, is it the heat? Is it, <laughs> is it something about this place? Are you nervous? Is it Jenna? Well, I admit that there was a bit of, a uh, bit of nerves. I, I, well, it's just, 
you kind of get on edge. You hire the best of the best, supposedly. They turn on you. Obviously, you end up being a little... You it's so hard to find good help these days, you know? I thought, I thought Jenna had hired you. Is that what I had said? Uh, man. I don't think I did. Did I? Just kind of an impression I had. No, of course. Uh, no. I, I would not work for the likes of them. Uh, I, I... No, we just don't need to... We don't need to get into it. Very good. Let's just move along. Let's just move forward. Um, you're coming in with us. Sounds good. If you think that's the best. Because you certainly seem to have expertise in the physical department, which the more the merrier, just in case. We don't know what we're going to find in there. Ah, uh, so I say we just go in, but keep your eyes peeled. And I surreptitiously cast message to Blue. Uh, Blue, keep an eye on, on George. I don't think uh, we can completely trust this person's motivations. So perhaps your initial read was more correct than I gave you credit for. He uh, winks at you. You can reply to these telepathically, Blue. I've told you this. <laughs> you, you got it, boss. Well, uh, you, you've got it, boss. Don't call me boss. <laughs> and you said there was, a, there was an opening, right, nearby? So there was, there's no opening on this, the south side, but there is an opening on the north. Well, mm, uh, mm, uh, you would assume that somewhere there is a way in. <laughs> is there any way to see in? You said there were slots about, oh, you know what? I got this. Yeah? Uh, Blue, George, give me, a, give me a leg up. I'm probably, and I'm not being selfish, I'm just probably, I have no muscle on my body, and you two are big, beefy <laughs> people. Lift me up. All right, here we go. I want to look through the crack. Yeah, George squats down, grabs one of your um, feet, and whoop, pushes you up. Okay. Blue is mostly there just to add a little stability. George more or less got, has it. Who's working for who now? What do I see inside? Uh, so I said it was about 10 feet up, right? Yeah. So I guess you, yeah, I guess you would be able to mostly see. So these slots. Did you give me slots and not think I was going to look through them? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, that's, I thought that you might try. Uh, I, I, for some reason, didn't anticipate the easiest solution, which is just popping them up. Um, Makes the dream work. Yeah. So you, uh, you pop up, take a look through. The slots are very, very thin, um, and they don't let in tons of light. Um, the stone looks like it, it's pretty deep, so it's, it's kind of hard to get a good peek inside. But roll me a perception check, and we'll we'll see what you can gain. Perception check with my very good eyes is a four plus three seven. Um, at the angle that that you're looking, you know, it, it is it is pretty bright out right now, um, and the space that you are looking into is there's not a ton of light in there, so it is just very dark. You can see that there's stone, there's open space. But beyond that, it's, you can't really gather anything looking through this, this thin, deep slot. Huh. Um. It looks like these, these slots are, are more for letting in, like, or doing a little bit of ventilation than they are for actually, like, letting people look through. Right. These are for airflow. Yeah. Oh, and I already burned three of my, I already burned all my second level spell slots. Um, I was thinking of casting Detect Thoughts. Uh, to see if I could hear anyone thinking in there, but I think, um... Lure me down. Alright. Uh, here you go. Whoop. I don't know what I was thinking. You can't see through those. They're just, it's slopes inwards and it's pretty deep stone. The good news is, definitely structurally sound. Very good. Uh, so this now we... could probably hold up three of these trees. The stone is so thick. This has to be old. Yes, uh... Roll me a, roll me a history check. 
I'm just doing all the kinds of rolls. Dang it, I didn't want to roll that die. I'm switching from the old ones to the new ones because these dice are obviously tired because everything's a single digit number. Yeah. But not a one, so they're not even exciting. That uh, history check is six plus three is nine. Eh, I mean, yeah, you don't really recognize this structure. It's It doesn't uh, really remind you of anything. Uh, but it is it is certainly very, very old and obviously not lived in for a very long time. Mm. Does it? Can I at least ascertain what function it probably served, whether it was a domicile or like a battle fortress or a guardhouse? Like, can I? It, it, I or would that have been in the perception check I flubbed? I think that you can probably, just from what you have observed and... Your, your own comments, I think you can probably make the assumption that it is not a domicile. Beyond that, it's hard to say, but it's it doesn't look like this is something that just would be like a cozy place somebody would be living in. Like a home. This is obviously some kind of a functional building, so I would expect we will likely see specialized rooms upon entrance, and if we can identify what those rooms are, perhaps we could identify what this building was for, and perhaps that useful, that inf perhaps that information will prove useful. Perhaps it won't, but I'm curious. Let's um, let's go around. Let's see if we can find ourselves a way in. It seems pretty calm. I, I don't see any of the uh, husks or the dry guys. What did we call them, Blue? Uh, that would be the wetless. And oh, the I wetless. Think that was is your idea? I'm personally not a fan. Yes, the wetless. <laughs> oh, I love you, Blue. Yes, you're right. The wetless. Haven't seen any wetless. Uh, you say this as you are rounding um, the corner to the north side of this building and walk straight into one. Oh, good. Hello, yes. Sorry, just passing through. And I try and edge my way around, like step out of the way and just sort of... Uh, does an 18 hit? Yeah, it super hits. Right. Dag Nabbit. Uh, it does four bludgeoning damage as it swipes at you with its uh, husk, husky, gross, shriveled up jerky of an arm. Ouch! Come on! No need! <laughs> it, it shuffles forward towards you, um, just in its rubber waders, and is looking at you with just sort of like this dead look in its face. I. I walk backwards, but I jab a. F I, no, I walk towards it, and jab my finger into its chest, and uh, I unleash a string of insults laced with subtle enchantments. Um, <laughs> Listen, you dried-up suck, face wetless pile of garbage. It doesn't matter what I say. I'm magical. Uh, actually, Taladin doesn't really know that necessarily. Uh, <laughs> give me a wisdom saving throw. Wow. Uh, you rolled really good. Um, 12. Uh, does not make it. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, so he fails that, or? Yes. So he takes 1d4 psychic damage. So that's 3 psychic damage. Not a lot, but has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Oh, wait, sorry, 2d4, because I'm 5th level. That's only one more, so 4 damage. Uh, and I think Talwatton grins and says, That's right. Get him, Blue. <laughs> As you do that, um... Blue grabs your shoulder and like spins you to the side and levels a hand crossbow point blank at him and shoots him and tries to shoot him in his face. <laughs> Did he crit fail? Uh, no. Um, oh. So I was giving him advantage because he was uh, pointing so close. He <laughs> rolled an eight and a four, uh, which is not great. 
but he is very good at that. And that is enough to hit, barely, or not barely. And he deals eight damage. Ooh. One of the arrows is sticking straight out of this thing's forehead. And then Georges is standing behind the two of you on this kind of like narrow ridge of, of dirt alongside this forehead, and he can't reach past you. Okay. Then the husk is going to swipe back at, uh, mm, I think he's gonna swipe at Blue because Blue just shot him in the fucking face. That would kind of make sense. Damn, this, this husk is rolling good. Yeah, totally hits. Rolled an 18. And, oh, wait, wait, actually, didn't you say that he gets disadvantage? Yes, it gets disadvantage on that oh. attack because I made fun of him. Nice. Okay, in that case, he rolled 11. Boom. And that, oh, yeah, barely misses. Blue's AC is only a 12. He took off his leather jacket. <clears throat> oh, you're... Yeah. My name's Ty, and I write in debuffs into the story. <laughs> this is environmental storytelling, right? <laughs> no, you're right. That's actually, honestly, I really like that. I know I just made yeah. fun of you, but I actually really like that. <laughs> All right, uh, your turn. Uh, I kind of look at it with the bolt sticking out of its face, and I kind of look at Blue, and I look at George, uh, and then I kind of try. I'm like, I don't know how to really fight. What's around me? What's around us in this immediate zone? Um, so there is a, there's the actual door that's just like this big open doorway. Uh, there's an iron door that looks like it used to fill that hole, but now it's just sort of like rent and laying on the ground. There's the wetless in front of you. There's one of those ridges of ground between the old ponds, the little marshy ponds. And obviously because uh, there's that narrow ridge, there's one of those marshy ponds like kind of right next to you. I'm going to, okay, I'm gonna shove them. I'm gonna shove the wetless, uh, which I've never actually done in D&D, but it is an action you can take. Rad. Uh, which allows you to move a creature five feet. Yeah, uh, that would to that could potentially land him in, in the water, assuming that's what you want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, I want to uh, either to knock it prone or push it away from you. Um, no more than one size larger than you must be within your reach. Make a strength check contested by the target's strength or dexterity check. <laughs> He's not very dexterous. It's your choice if you want to use strength or dexterity. Jesus Christ, Mason. <laughs> oh, good. Well, listeners, I have a minus one to strength, so let's see what happens. That's a five minus one. That's a four. Guess what? He rolled a 17. Oh, my God. So Talbotson just kind of looks around and then pushes him and I guess gets pushed backwards by Talbotson's own push. Yeah. So what do you what do you do now now that you have kind of stumbled? Well, that was my action. Uh, okay. I have I have movement left, but uh, I'm not going to move it anywhere. I would provoke an opportunity attack if I tried to get out of the way. Um, Good job. I don't know if this counts. If I knelt down so that George could breathe over me, is that that could uh, that could work? Movement does include improvise or crawl. So assuming that no, crawl, you could totally do that. Yeah, I think yeah. I oh drop prone. Yeah, I drop down. Uh, just like get out of the way. I I crouch. So um, you uh drop prone and I say you guys get them. You get it. <laughs> Blue uh kind of leans to the side and says. After you. And George goes, Holy oh, Jesus cow, Christ. And uh, a burst of fire goes out in front of him and coats this, well, I guess I'll have to roll to see if uh, the wetless can avoid it. Yeah, the wetless gets 
engulfed in these flames and takes 2d6 damage. And you see this creature in these uh, these like rubber waders, this um, wrinkled, dried up skin, linen shirt, little blue necklace, fall to its knees and then fall over just burning. And you see just like embers like peeking through its dried skin, leathery skin. I uh, kick it into the pond, assuming that now it's not trying to resist, right? Is it dead? No, it is. It is. Totally, totes dead. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just put it out by putting it in the, in the water. Then. <laughs> nice. Um, you kick it, and it rolls over into the pond and just kind of, like, floats a little bit until water starts to go into those waders, and then it sinks to under the surface of the water. Well, that was pretty fun. Bravo, George. I think you, I, uh, I pride myself on... Good breathing. Yes, uh, honestly, with lungs like that, I bet you can sing a tune, huh? Oh, yes, I am a tenor. Oh, no way. Do you, yeah. do you sing down and... Well, this is completely off. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about... This is completely not related to anything, and I assume we should all be on guard, but I've been thinking about expanding my performance into a bit more of a multimedia space oh. and taking some of the other people in our community and making it sort of a bigger thing. But we can discuss that later. Yes, I would, I would love to... Uh, when maybe when we, well, yes, we'll discuss this later. Uh, after you. And he um, gestures to the big open doorway of this building, these ruins. You you all, let, let's just, uh, well, yes. Uh, I start walking towards it very carefully. Just you, all of us should look for uh, more of them because I did not like that. No. Uh, uh, being surprised, not big on that. Uh, do you want me to go in first? Yes. Um... All right. I also, I look around behind us and look at, like, the door, and I'm looking for traps or anything that, like, was set to uh, lure us here and trap us inside or something. Check for traps uh, investigation? Is that what that is? I believe that's investigation. I think there's something special rogues can do. I can't remember, but I'm not a rogue. Yeah. I would say with a passive perception, it is so far from tree cover and everything like that, that unless there's, like, you know, something in the waters... There's no way that something is around of any significant size. Well, I got a uh, an unnatural 20 on the Scavengers Network uh, for investigation. Yeah, you are 100% confident. Um, there are no traps. This door is wide open. In fact, I will tell you, there is nothing like within five feet on the other side of this door. I think Talbotton annoyingly took a bit too long being a little careful because he's trying <laughs> to be uh, his normal self, but he's a little bit shaken uh, again. Yeah, totally. Just because we're going in big, scary building. Talbotton's not a fighter. Okay, now that I have ascertained that there are no traps, I'm sorry, you guys look impatient. Uh, let's just, yeah, let's go. Uh, we can go. All right, let's uh, let's move let's move it along. Um, and Blue uh, steps forward around you. And dies. And dies. And <laughs> dies. Uh, no, he steps forward around you and uh, steps into this this space and uh, doesn't react. He, he looks in, has his, uh, his crossbow at the ready, and then after a moment, waves you in to join him. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, I'll stand watch out here right now. Uh, once you guys have found our next steps, I'll come with you. Uh, no, I think you should come with us, George. You saw how well I did in that last encounter. I don't think uh, anything... I don't think we need a... I don't think we need a guard. I'd rather not both of my entourage die, so all right. 
It's it's all going. Both of you are. And he uh, joins getting you. Getting a weird vibe. I didn't even need to persuade him. He just completely. No, no, he doesn't want you to die. <laughs> and he thinks you're a little useless okay. right now. Well, uh, but he he does like you. He likes you as a bard. That's a useful thing for someone to think about you. Um, I really, I want to vibe check him again, because he just called us his entourage. Like, who does he think he is all of a sudden? This is not the George I grew up with. Go ahead, if you if you want to roll a, a perception check or whatever, go for it. Or in, in, insight, insight, that's what I meant. I'm going to insight check him again. That's an 18 plus 5. 18 plus 5. Yeah, you, you've really gotten the vibe. This dude, you, you've kind of gotten a vibe, like, as soon as he was unshackled, Sort of the, the way that he has started to hold himself. And it, his clothes are fairly simple, but they're like very well made. And you're getting this vibe that is striking you as sort of like a gentleman adventurer kind of deal. Like he is, he strikes you as, as upper class kind of guy. Oh, kind of snooty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I feel like you've probably crossed paths with uh, a number of times Yeah, with your adoptive family. And I think that maybe that's why I get it all of a sudden, is that like, oh, the context made me not realize this. He's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but he also, he as far as you can tell, like, he doesn't seem like he's been dishonest. It's just, you know, kind of expecting you guys to be helpful and go along with things. Right, because he would go with, with an entourage. That would be what he's used to. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, Talbotton, I think this is expressed in fiction as as um, Ta- as he says that, yes, you're right, I don't want you both to die, or whatever, uh, and he walks in, Talbotton just goes, salt in the scale, salt under the scale. Yep. Should have known. <laughs> Should have known. <laughs> Should have known. Uh. Okay, gentlemen. Let's venture. And I give Blue kind of a smirk. All right. He winks back at you again. He's been doing a lot of winking today. As you enter from this north doorway, it it takes your eyes a minute to adjust, uh, but in the shadows you see roots from the tree have overtaken the east wall of this room. You see some slots along the other walls that look like they're for maybe lanterns or torches, but the only light in this room right now is coming from other cracks in the ceiling and from the doorway that you're standing in. So it's actually a little bit dark right now uh, because you guys are blocking the way a little bit. You also notice that there are three other doorways leading to other spaces. Is there remnants of any furniture on the ground in the space? Roll me a perception check. Come on, dice. Perceive a little better. That's not great, but it's not so bad. It's a 14, 11 plus 3. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that there is some furniture. It all looks very old and shitty. You also notice that there's a, a chair and a couple of moldy crates that have been pushed together towards the center of the room around a desk, uh, and there's a few rough dice sitting on the desktop. Wow, without any light, it's a bit annoying. Are there any torches on the floor or still stuck in the walls that are extinguished? There is a lantern, an oil lantern, that is extinguished, and you actually roll me an investigation. An investigation? Yeah. That's 15. 15. Uh, you can tell that the wick on this lantern, it's still glowing a little bit. And although there's these dice sitting on the desktop, yeah, these these dice, they don't look like they're covered with dust. They don't look, this, this, this looks new. Um, I call over Blue and George, and I just, I 
give them the finger-to-mouth silence uh, thing, and then I, ca- I cast message to Blue. Blue. What is it? What, what, is it? what do you found? What have you found? I like? cast message to, Bl- to George, <laughs> and I say, George, oh, oh. shut up. Be silent. Oh. All right. Unfortunately, you will have to speak when spoken to when I speak to you like this until, you, until I give you the all clear. Remain silent. I, I understand. And I turn and I cast message to Blue. And I say, Blue. He is looking, he is looking right at you. His body language, like he's, he still looks pretty loose, but his like eyes are like focused on you. Uh, the lantern, wick still lit. Dice, not dusty. We are not alone, especially because this wick is still lit. Well, it looks like whoever was here. Uh, God, your voice is so loud in my head. He's saying this, he, he says aloud. Well, looks like whoever was here must have left a long time ago. Brilliant. And I cast message to George, and I say, George, he's acting. Ah, I was about to punch him in the face for blowing up our spot. Hey, listen, I get that as well, trust me. But yes. Blue, is, Blue is a lot smarter than you think at, at first grace. <laughs> well, um, uh, well... <laughs> Good luck not combining these two deepish voices you have to do, Ty. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's tough. Um... Well, I, I guess it's. I guess we might as well just uh, make our way out. But uh, nothing to see here. Yeah, but but blue, this could be our, our whole new fort, our little hiding place. We could we could set up here. There's no one around. Yeah. I mean, there's those dry, crunchy people, but we could, like, this could turn into a nice little a little hideaway for us. That's true. I mean, we need somewhere to stash all the gold. Yeah, we we do need somewhere to stash all the gold. And I mean, and I think I think there's food in these crates, and I, I move or something. I'm not actually opening a crate. Yeah. And I say, oh, look at this! Everybody, look in this crate. And then I turn and I'm looking around the room to see if that tricks anyone into looking at us. Uh, roll me a deception. I, I don't know. A uh, performance. I, I don't I've, know. Uh, what what do you, what do you think? I'm almost as good at both of those. I have a plus one more to one of them. My gut thinks it would be kind of performance because I'm trying to, I'm trying to outperform. You're trying to get an audience. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to outperform Blue's kind of. Blue is steering towards Cheesy Town, and I'm trying to pull it back into like maybe we're just idiots. Gotcha. And trying to sell it. I feel like it's more of a performance. It's a step above a lie. Gotcha. Okay. That's only a seventeen. Oh, fuck. Jesus. That's that's. That's plenty. I get a plus seven to that, though. Jesus Christ. Wait, on top of the 17? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. There's a 10. 10 plus seven. I'll f- format my rolls verbally better. I'm sorry. You, as you're doing that, from one of the other doorways, you see a little movement as a head, like, sort of maybe a, a head or shoulder, like, sort of pops around, like like somebody who had been looking just moments before you had glanced back. I immediately, I cast Detect Thoughts at third level. Oh, shit. Uh, remind me again what that means. <clears throat> oh, I am so excited. For the duration, you can read the thoughts... Okay, so the duration is up to one minute. For the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. When you cast this spell, and as your action on each turn until the spell ends, if this was in combat, you can focus your mind on any one creature you can see within 30 feet of you, if the creature... Blah, 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 blah. 
You initially learn the surface thoughts of the creature, what is most on its mind at that moment. As an action, you can shift your attention to another creature or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind. There's more if you have to probe deeper. Um... You can also use this spell to detect the presence of thinking creatures you can't see. You can search for thoughts within 30 feet of you. The spell can penetrate barriers, but two feet of rock, two inches of metal, any other than lead, other, other than lead, or a thin sheet of lead blocks you. You can't detect a creature with an intelligence of three or lower, or one that doesn't speak any language. Once you detect the presence of a creature in this way, you can read its thoughts for the rest of the duration, even if you can't see it, but it still must be within range. So... How long's the duration again? Uh, one minute. Okay. So... I get to I can detect however many creatures are within 30 feet and I can read the thoughts of any of those creatures the surface level thoughts uh, and I can probe deeper if I want to okay so th- d- does it just sort of like come at you like a cacophony of different thoughts yeah and I don't think Talbotson's ever done this uh, so I think it's really weird yeah for him because I think he's just be- being more panicked hyper aware than before and so yeah I think it just comes into his brain. Did you just say cacophony like many sounds? <laughs> well, because uh, pr- there's at least three. Because, you know, it's it's George, Blue, and whatever this other figure is. Yes. But no, so, so you are going, uh, you hear a brief burst of different sounds. Uh, okay, time to hop down. All right, all right. Okay. You heard, in addition to George and and blue, you get a vague impression of maybe three other voices in your head. Do you get any directionality with this, or, or how does that work? I don't think so. I can read its thoughts, but I can't get a sense of directionality. Okay, so yeah, you you, you got those three voices, independent of George and blue. I latch on to the first one that I can sort of clear my mind and, and focus on. And I'm, right. I rustle around in the crate with my hands, but I'm not paying attention these, to them. What are these guys doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? All right. I gotta be ready. Okay. I shift to the next one. All right. Oh, man. Finally, something is happening. Finally, something's happening. Okay. Whew. And I shift once again, because you said I heard a third voice? Yes. <sighs> Better not jump down. Okay. I'm probing into that one's mind deeper, and now it will know that I'm doing this after the spell ends. Okay. Um, Just letting you know, I've gone past the point of undetectability. I think Tal just thinks that suddenly his hearing got better. And I think Talbotin tunes more into that because he said, G jumps down, so that worried Tal. So he's listening harder. Um, So the creature needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, interesting. If it fails, I gain insight into its reasoning, if any, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind, something that it worries over, loves, or hates. <laughs> uh, that would be a 20, nat 20. Oh my god, it saves. And uh, so suddenly everything goes silent for Tall, and uh, that creature knows that I read its mind. I look up and I yell, to the door, to everybody <laughs> around us. Right as you say that, Blue immediately <laughs> turns and jumps that direction. The figure that was behind the door, you see them starting to come around the corner and they are like reaching for a blade at their side and then are coming at you guys. Uh, but you have turned and started heading towards the door. As that happens, I guess roll me initiative? Uh, unless you're gonna try to do something to defuse this. I don't suppose there are any beasts nearby. Uh, unfortunately, no. Not that you are aware of. You know what sucks is I didn't get to rest before this, so I'm running on very limited spell slots. 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's still that'd be a combat action. So, and I don't think we get a surprise around here. So, I feel like initiative is the only fair thing to do. Yeah, because I I, I feel like like you knew about them and they knew about you. Nobody's surprised. And suddenly, you guys both realize that you both know that both of you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that anyone's really surprised. So I'll just roll my initiative, as the cool kids say. That's a really good initiative, though. 19 plus 3, 22. Don't ask me why a bard gets plus 3 initiative. Oh, what Brega spells do I have? I completely forgot about that. All right, so it is actually uh, your turn with the 22. Correct me if I'm wrong, I had Shillelagh, Goodberry, and Spike Growth. Uh, I believe so, yes. Yes, yes, you did. So again, to set the scene, um, this space that you were in, there's the uh, northern door that you have just entered through. There is this kind of vaguely round-ish room um, that is just under 30 feet in size and in, in diameter. It has a couple doorways into other spaces. There are also random assorted pieces of furniture and crates and there is a figure coming out from one of those rooms. And you know there's two more somewhere inside. How far are we from, wait, is it the door to outside that this thing is blocking? Uh, no, you came from outside. This thing was already inside. So the door it came from around was one of the three doors that was inside? Yes. Um, how far are we from the door out? Uh, you guys were maybe, I would say about 15 feet because you guys had walked to the center of the room to check out their board games and stuff the dice that they had out. Okay, well, I don't think it even matters, and I think this is a moment of panic for Talbotton, and I think Talbotton freaking out lets loose a sort of animalistic yell that almost sounds like the braying of some kind of a deer, uh-huh. which is a pretty freaky sound if you've ever heard it's a, a deer sound. It's like they look so cute, but then they make these horrid noises. Um, uh-huh. And viney sharp thorns start ripping through the ground, sprouting up throughout the entirety of the inside, uh, just behind our heels. Behind you guys? Oh, 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 to prevent anything from following you. Gotcha. Yeah, we're running towards the door, and so I'm springing up spike growth. I'm casting spike growth. Radical. Putting the center point so that it is just far enough away that the spikes are just behind my heels when we cast it. Radical. And does that does that cause any immediate damage, or is that just going to slow them? The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into or within the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet it travels. Ooh. 2d8? 2d4. Oh, 2d4. Jesus. Still a lot. Uh, the transformation is camouflaged to look natural. <laughs> I don't know how that could be the case now, but maybe if someone came by later. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, yeah, this this forms up, and it, it almost looks like it's the same sort of root growth as the tree that is sprouting from these ruins. You you blow this up behind you, and then you go through the door. You're, you're leaving? Yeah, I'm using the rest of my movement to charge out the door. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Not waiting for anybody else either. I'm just going. <laughs> cool. Um, so you pop out the door. Uh, immediately behind you is Blue, who stands out in the doorway, turns, and holds up one of his hand crossbows and fires it back at this this figure because he has no idea why they suddenly decided to attack. Um, less good, but still good enough. Oh, yeah, he does max damage. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, really, Blue? Yeah. That's... <laughs> You hear as these spikes have all, you know, filled up that room behind you, and you hear that figure inside throwing stuff around, trying to, like, 
get out, maybe tries to push some of those uh, crates around, and he is going to take some damage as he tries to make his way out. Ooh, 2d4 for every five feet, baby. So he goes about 10 feet before before realizing, like, fuck this. Jeez, he took a lot of damage. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he took a lot of damage. Um, and he he has stopped. You don't see you don't see any other movement. But right as you are standing outside of this door, you hear some slight movement above you. You look up and you realize that there must be like a platform on top of these ruins and sort of like a a barrier like uh, that, you know, a handrail kind of deal. And you see a figure vault over and come plummeting down sword in hand and this skeletal figure is coming right at you so skeletal figure yeah oh good oh good it's these guys uh and they <laughs> they roll they roll the 17 on their acrobatics um so they they land uh they take a little bit of damage because they they just like plummeted like 12 feet Pretty rec- recklessly, but as they they land, they are swiping down with their short sword and nat twenty. Oh no! <laughs> That's not good. That means extra effects. Uh, that would be uh ten slashing damage. Okay, just right to the face, yeah. Yeah, it comes down, and you sort of like stumble backwards. Th- this this figure is dropped from on top of these ruins, landed, um, taking a swipe at you with their sword, and right as that finishes, Georges comes barreling through the door and slams into them, trying to tackle them to the ground. Nice. Oh, he's grappling them. Yeah, he's trying to grapple them. Ooh. So this is going to be a strength check versus a, let's say dex, because this person just jumped from a fucking building, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, 16 to 4. Um, <laughs> Georges handily, like, slams him to the ground. The sword goes skittering to the side, and he lands on his back and is pressing him into the ground. Oh. Um, so at this point... Um, did my hat come off? Uh... I just got bitterly smacked with that sword and from someone plummeting off the roof. It's just a hat. <laughs> Uh, roll me a dex save. To catch my hat? Yeah, and I'm gonna just say that it's like a five. That's a nat 20. Okay, you good, man. Um, stabbed by a sword, but I didn't spill my beer. Not only do you not lose your hat, you end up grabbing the brim in a way that looks fucking cool as hell. Looks so sick. About as cool as you can look by get while getting stabbed. Looks sick, dude. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude. Sick, sick as hell. Because, like, you have had this person get pinned to the ground, and as they get rolled over and look at you, they just see you standing there, hand on the brim, just kind of, you know, one of those moments where somebody, like, the, the hitman, like, stands up and just kind of adjusts his tuxedo. One of those kind of moments. Except I have probably a pretty bad wound. Um. <laughs> yes. What, what do you do? Looking around at what's happening. Also, Talbotton's glad his hat didn't come off. Yes. I would have thought that would have been a very interesting time for my hat to come off. Kind of sad I rolled that save. Um, <laughs> looking around, the other two are still inside. Can I see them? You look inside and you see that um, one of the, the figure, the one that, had, that you had tried to read the mind of, is standing in the middle of the thorns. And they look, as far as a figure who is 
it, when I say skeletal, I don't just mean gaunt. I mean, they're literally skeleton it, wearing like guards uniform kind of deal. They are sort of holding themselves in a sort of pained position and they're just completely surrounded by thorns. Uh, they have very low HP right now and are not willing to try to move at the moment. Talbotson casts sleep. <laughs> uh, okay, roll it, man. That's, uh, the, I believe how that works is you roll a bunch of dice and then every person that you are targeting within a certain distance who has like under a certain cap of HP that matches the number you roll, they just like pass out. Oh, it's even it's even more fun because it's not targeted. Oh. <laughs> um, it is targeted only in that I pick a point and then creatures within 20 feet of that point are affected in ascending order of hit points. Radical. Um, do you, can you exclude people? Nope. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. I think Talbotin's blood loss, he's sort of forcing his wooziness outwards in the form of this sleep spell. So that, I just rolled 5d8, because that's what you do. So that's 8 plus 7 plus 5 plus 3 threes. So that is 26, 29 hit points worth. Who has the lowest hit points around 20 feet from Tal? He, I'm casting it from self. You are looking at this, this guard, this skeletal figure that is standing in the center of those thorns, and they just kind of like collapse over and like land into the, the bed of thorns. Then the fig, you, yep. Point of order, I have 14 hit points. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, that is that is a very good point that you made for me. Um, do, do you knock yourself? Is that possible? Can you knock yourself out with sleep? That seems un that seems ridiculous. If that's the case, uh, someone can shake or slap the sleeper awake. I think sleep can affect yourself. Looking that up. Oh, yeah, it can. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> That's amazingly dumb. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have put it further away from me. I have a 90-foot range, but everyone's around me. That's fucking hilarious. I also trust Blue to wake me up, so... Yeah, okay, so so this... this you look at this figure, you <laughs> make them sleep, and then you feel darkness closing around you, and you collapse to the ground. I think the last thing Talbotin says is... This sword really got me. I'm just going to lie down for a minute. And then the world just sort of fades. Fades out. The world comes back into focus around you, and right. you, you first feel Three, the heat, two, and then you hear one. voices. I wasn't sleeping. Uh, you see Blue turn over to you as you, you come awake. I don't know what this bastard did to you, but fuck, I'm going to help you out. Blue, you didn't... Uh, I scramble to my feet, and I look for the one that George was holding to the ground. Its head is crushed in. Blue, no, these were these... Oh, my... These were what Father Pard was speaking with them. They're sapient. I, uh, listen, They're I don't care what... Oh, God. I don't care. Ow. Really hurts. Listen. Really hurts. Blue, did you... I don't know... I, I don't know what what they did to you, but I mean I'm sure I'm sure we can find some we can find a cleric somewhere that can lift whatever this was. What are you talking about? 
I, I think that I accidentally made us all fall asleep. I've done that before. As you say that, uh, and you lift your hand out in front of you, you notice that it, your complexion is not your normal one. But, and you see your hat on the ground next to you. Uh, you have uh, transformed to your tiefling form. Is it also worse because I did uh, use the third level spell or the second, le- like the, the highest? Yes. Your, your form uh, is more extreme than it would normally be. Ah. Uh. What? I, um... I've I've handled my share of monsters before, and trust me, we can can figure this out together. Um, I I don't know what to do here. I, and this might be weird, I feel like there should be a self-inflicted role. I don't feel like it'd be fair for me to decide if Talbotton, because this is like... Something he's very afraid of happening. Yeah. And so I don't know which would outweigh that. If that would outweigh his ability to think quickly and lie about it, if he would be too much like, you know, if you accidentally went somewhere with your pants off and someone's like, hey, your pants are off, would you be so mortified that you're just like, oh my God, I can explain? Or would you be quick enough to be like, yeah, that guy just stole it, like, and make something up? Like, is there something I should roll to determine if Tall Uh, is quick enough? uh, I'm going to say wisdom saving throw. I'm going to set the DC at, I'm going to set it at 12, I'm going to set it at 14. Okay. 14. And if you get below 14, you make a bad lie. Okay. And if you, if you get above 14, you either make a good lie or you come clean. Okay. You, you, you do something you would want. You Mason would want that would be beneficial to your character. Uh, that's a 19, 17 plus two. I think Tal, uh, Talbotton says, Oh, my goodness. Except more convincingly, because that was about the <laughs> least convincing thing I could have said. <laughs> um, oh. Uh, he did make, the, he made this. Mm, 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 this is a tough mm. choice. I think, I think Talbotton says, um, Okay, Blue, what, this is weird, but, but whatever this is is certainly reversible, whereas what you've just done to them is not Blue. Father Pard was speaking with them. He was trying to bridge the gap and, and figure out what they wanted. They are just, we were in their space. I, I don't know what they were planning on doing, but, but I can tell oh. whatever it was. If they're, if they're going to cha- take some... Is that great? Blue, is it deep? I don't want to look. I, I've never been cut by a sword. <laughs> Uh, no, you're you're fine. It's just a okay. just a flesh wound. Okay. Uh, he 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 checks you out and patches you up a little bit. Am I furry? Uh, are you furry? I think probably almost almost like you know like little baby hairs you'd have on your arm, but just like a lot. Those have become thick enough to be like weird. Yeah, yeah. You're you're remind listeners what you look like in your tiefling form. So, um, so I've, I thought that Talbotson was sort of like a, uh, like an upright deer cryptid, like elongated deer-like face, small beady eyes, hoofed back feet, and like sort of <laughs> creepy deer hands, I guess. Uh, probably more like clawed sort of hardened nails and whatnot. Kind of like a, like a cross between oh, Slenderman so- and a deer. Oh, oh no! Well, he's a, it's, oh, the whole God. thing is a cryptid tiefling, right? So like... Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's, it's, it's... It's terrifyingly great. <laughs> yeah, Slenderman with wonked out knees and antlers is creepy to me. Yeah, no, totally. 
So that's kind of what I think he's like slowly ramping up towards. Oh boy. Whatever this is, Blue, this is, this is reversible. Magic is, is magic, is magic. Uh, I'm more concerned with the fact that these, these creatures are obviously from a long, long time ago. Father Pard said something to me about them coming from the old city and that he had been making progress with communicating with them. And perhaps we could have communicated with them. I didn't know that. Well, are you going to just try to communicate with one of the wetlists too? Well, no, those are just husks. I think that I don't think they're related, Blue. I think they're two separate things. Mm. Had I seen them, I read their thoughts, Blue. I I thought I know they can't speak. I heard voices in there and I'm they they're just like they were worried, but they were definitely this Tal, Tal, you need to you need to calm yourself down. Here's the situation as I see it. I have seen my fair share of transformations. I have seen I I have you ever seen a werewolf, Tal? Well, uh, not in in person. Read about them. When have I ever seen a fucking werewolf, Ty? Would I ever? Probably not. Would I? Yeah, I can't imagine. When a werewolf turns, when you first get that bite, you might think that there's nothing wrong. When that full moon comes around, you're gonna just tear the throats out of the nearest person. Here, you, you won't. You won't have your conscience. Your your. <sighs> Now, I, I want to make sure that we can reverse this, whatever this is, before it starts affecting your mind. When did this happen? When I hit the ground? Yes. Per- perhaps there's some kind of um, magic in the, in the area that is... He, uh, he leans over and he says, Whatever it is, we need to wrap things up here so we can get you back to Cirque to get this taken care of. Uh, here's your hat. Thank you. Um, I... I hold it in my hands and just sort of crumple it uh, gently. <laughs> Not like crumple it up and throw it away. You know what I mean? Just like sort of nervously ring it. Um, I'm going to roll an insight check. Oh, are you going to contest my deception? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not doing anything actively to deceive you. I think I should roll sleight of hand. I, I think... I think I'm just rolling an insight check to see if he thinks there's anything weird okay. about... That because you don't uh, you don't have antlers right now, do you? There, there may be little nubs. Like you could put the hat on. Yeah, presumably. I think there are. I think there are little nubs there that are there anyway. <laughs> Normally, those like don't go away. He files them. Uh, yeah. He he rolled pretty low. He got a, a ten, which I didn't state a DC, but like it would have been higher than that. Um, so he shrugs it off. <sighs> All right. Now that you are done bickering. Ugh. Stands up, brushes the bone dust off of his hands. Did you kill all of them? Well, no, there was only the two. That one's still just dead in there. Uh, he points to the one that is asleep in the middle of the room. Oh, thank God. Um, oh, and I think I probably would have dropped spike growth when I fell asleep. Oh, okay, well then it's, yeah. Because I don't think you can concentrate on spells while you're sleeping. That makes sense. Is it? Yeah, it is concentration. Rad. I charge in there, uh, and I shake the skeleton awake. Oh, probably first throwing any weapons it has off to the side and like sitting gently like one knee on each sort of bicep to hold it down without hurting it. <laughs> yeah. But just to keep its arms from hurting me. Yeah. I've done a lot of that this arc. Yeah. This is the second person I've restrained to speak to. <laughs> so I, I position myself on top of the skeleton and I start tapping it sort of on the side of the skull gently and saying, I'm... I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so 
Sorry, this is a huge misunderstanding. Something terrible has happened. Rough. If I hadn't cast sleep, I could have stopped them from killing them because we didn't know they were skeletons until that sort of moment when we saw them in the in sort of the yeah. full light. Yeah. And and Father Pard was talking to me about yeah. them. Yeah, man. He told me he told me about them and where they were coming uh, from. If only, if only you hadn't told me that sleep knocks yourself out and said you would have had knocked out both of those two people. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Thanks again, Mason, for joining us today. Thanks, Ty. Thank you. That, um, <laughs> you look very upset about this. When you... I don't know if you were looking at my camera when you made the crunch sound. Uh, I was <laughs> oh, no. fucking mortified. Yeah. I'm I'm Team Skelly all the way. Yeah, Blue totally thinks that, that one of these two just cursed you, and he was trying to get them to uncurse you, and they wouldn't do it. So he've caved their skull in. Oh my god, at least there's one still. Yep. Oh, but their friends are dead. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week for another fun episode of Side Character Thanks Quest. Thanks for joining us on Sad Carpenter Quiz. If you've enjoyed uh, Side Character Quest, why not check out a few other shows on the Scavengers Network, like Unnatural 20s, Spooky Spouses. Well, anyway... With that, I think if there's nothing else, let's uh, go ahead and uh, bitter batter on out of here. I'm going to sitter sadder because I need to go sit and think. <laughs> sitter sadder. Now I'll pitter. This feels weird. Sitter sadder. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at SideCharacterQuest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at SideCharacterQuest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. 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 Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can listen to audio from any time or place, in space or time or place. Our very first Podcube was sent back in time to 1880 to Alabaster's haberdashery. And this is what the audio sounds like. I am a horse mechanic. I do a lot of wet work. What is the new smell? What is the new smell that I have from you? Oh, that's excitement. Oh my. What are you, oh, why sorry. are you whispering into your hand? Oh, what, man? Did you just kill a bird? Mm. Oh my. I have learned the operational parameters for my normal human vent muscles. I'm going to take this chair and hurl it through the glass because what is anything anymore? And Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app. Or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube. PodCube. The future is yesterday. This is just gonna all just be bloop stuff. I really, it sounded a lot like sarcasm to me, sir. Um, you see, uh, roll, actually, mm, what's your passive perception? 
Uh, it's a 13. 13. Okay, okay, cool. Um, because I don't, I'm not going to make you roll a check right now in the middle of combat. Um, for the duration, you can read through, you can read the... Th- I'm, I'm going to real quick record three... I'm going to record all of the, the different sounds that you are hearing, uh, but and I'm going to overlay them Perfect. with echo and effects. Awesome. But then I will, th- that I'm not going to let you hear. I'm going to mute it. And then I'll tell you what you gather from that. Okay. So one second. Oh. You can you can keep your headphones on. I'm just going to mute oh, the, perfect. Chrome, the call. Also, love that. Love it. Thank you. What is this? Uh, what's this? Um, all right, George. Uh, looking at that, and you might want to cut my description of the spell because it's a very long-winded spell. Yeah. So uh, I'm sorry for that. Um, I might I might uh, squeeze it down. Yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> wordy freaking spell. Yeah. I shift to the next one. Um, oh man, I need to make quick notes about like what their accents are. <laughs> hey, so Ty, this is sudden, this is a test. Suddenly, yeah. Uh, I wasn't expecting you to do that. Uh, one second. Okay, uh, so so you said that you were shifting um, shifting between them. Uh, where uh, do you, do you what uh, pick up what you what you where pick up where you left off? Sorry, uh, so I know how to come back in. I said I shift to the next one. Is literally what I, the last thing I said after you said. Okay. Okay, gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. Is what you said. Gotta be, gotta and then be ready. I said. Gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. Gotta be ready. I shift to the um, next one. As this blade comes down and like. You managed to, 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 I don't know, uh, I, I'm going to cut out that part where I'm describing the slice because it's really hard to describe a uh, sword hitting somebody without it just being gnarly and just instant death. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Hit points are weird. Uh, you look around. Sorry, one moment. One fucking sure. moment. This cat getting into shit. Jelly beans getting up to mischief. I think Talbotton sits bolt upright and goes, why did you, why didn't, I wasn't sleeping. You, how, how long does sleep, sleep last? Oh, a minute. A minute? Okay. Uh, each, well, each creature falls unconscious until the spell ends. The sleeper takes damage or somebody's in action to slap him awake. Yada, 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 yada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Only a minute. That. Only a minute. Okay, that that is a good point. Uh, thank you. Um, so you, uh, <laughs> uh, you feel a little slap on your face. I wasn't sleeping. No, no. Wait, no. How do I want to do this? Okay, just just a moment. I came up with a way I wanted to play this, but then I realized that doesn't make sense. We can One ignore moment. the fact that you asked me how long sleep lasts. No, 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 no. Okay. What's more important is that you crushed the skulls of those things. Do you? Oh, just walk away, Blue. Just walk away and go find your cat. Always, always avoidant you are. For someone who likes to face their problems head on, you sure do walk away I've, and look for your cat quite often. I've just realized. <laughs> I feel bad because I was. I just realized that the reason it has sounded like there was a fucking window open this whole time is because there was a window open and I wasn't imagining it and I'm so fucking bad at it. The myself. worst part is you told me at the beginning. Yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Um but you said uh, 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 uh 
My favorite is when Ty walks away and looks thoughtful in a corner, arms crossed, sort of rim lit from the light against the white wall, the rest of him in shadow, raising one finger as though he's had an idea and then pacing back towards the door. I just blew up the world's smallest balloon and popped it. All right. Let me just get into character for a moment. All right. Oh, man. Tongues doesn't work on things they can't talk. Get out. Is that a good spot to fade out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I figure we, we, start, we start the next episode, like, on that conversation. Yeah. I have to figure out how okay. to have it. That's fine. Uh, you, have, you have a while. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I want to tell you what my original plan was. Now, th- this is post-show. Uh, in Pooter Pater? Oh, Peter Peter. oh okay. Um, I'm trying to think if I, I want to tell you what I was planning to do if I could have you pass out. And, like, stay asleep. Uh, I never hit record. Did you really? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's how I felt when you killed the skeletons, you asshole. (laughs) That level of horror (laughs) and shock. (laughs) My my body just seized up. That's how I felt when you said crunch. I was like, no! (laughs) <laughs> okay, maybe not equivalent because mine is fictional and that would have had a very real impact. So I'm sorry. That was a little bit mean. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, Ty. No. Uh, are you okay? I think it look it looks like I physically took <sighs> a year off your life. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's go ahead and stop recording. Okay. Pink. Oh, nope.